dangerous. It's dangerous. Everybody come to the breakfast club. I call this the hot seat. <laughs> Yo, wow. Yo, wow. Can I live? You are out of control. I can't even deal with you. Y'all are so petty. Why are y'all so petty? The world's most dangerous morning show. DJ Envy. Captain of this bitch. Angela Yee. I stay in everybody's business, but in a good way. Charlemagne the God. The ruler of rubbing you the wrong way. The Breakfast Club. Made for everybody. Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ Envy. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Tuesday. Yes, it's Tuesday. Absolutely. Uh, the Aluma, the Aluma Met Galley was last night. What's it called? The Met Gala. Gala. The Illuminati Met Gala was last Illuma, night. Um, Illuma Met Gala. Yes. Illuma Gala. So if there's a, if there's a, a smell in New York City, mm -hmm. it's the smell of uh, discarded animal carcasses because they were all making their sacrifices last night. Well, the theme was heaven. Really? Was it heaven? Met Gala, yeah. That's why you saw people dressed the way I thought they were dressed. it was dressed. goddess and church or God and church. I thought... Same thing. Mm, yes, sir. Religion, heaven, Religion, God, yeah. you know, it all falls under the same umbrella. Mm. Yes. Did you go? No. Are you saying like that? <laughs> Why would I be there? I don't know why you've been talking Ooh. about the Met Gala so much yesterday and today. I didn't know. I you thought he so went. That's why I thought he was going. <laughs> Isn't that a thing? I mean, I guess. I didn't I know mean, you we, would be we, The celebrity we, folks. Yeah, we do pop culture. I mean, <laughs> a lot of the people that we discuss or have had on the show were there. I yes, would think yes. I would think that would be a thing. I didn't talk about it a lot yesterday, though. <laughs> we just Some actually people, the, we were um, with somebody who was going. Some people were mad about it. The Christians, Christian fury at Met Gala's blasphemous Catholic theme. Oh, relax, Christians. God bless y'all. <laughs> That's a great little segue. Relax, Christians. God bless y'all. You know what I mean? But um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I really meant that, though. I really meant God yeah. bless y'all. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. See, yeah, the theme is heavenly bodies, fashion, and the Catholic yeah. imagination. Well, drop one of clues bombs for Rihanna's heavenly body, damn it. Because she definitely got one. Okay, Rihanna is built like a kindergarten pencil, and I love it. All right, God what? bless her. <laughs> she looks great. Yeah, Brianna yes. was there. She she looked uh, Cardi B looked great. really Cardi great. Cardi B looked great. J Lo. J Lo. Oh man, great. drop one of clues bombs for Jennifer Lopez, man. Oh, I my didn't God. expect anything less from her. Yes, but you know, Jennifer Lopez is an illusion to a lot of people, though. Because I don't care if you're a man or a woman, ain't too many of us gonna look <laughs> like that at fifty something years old. You saw she, two chains. Yes, she is. How old is Jennifer? She's like 47. Oh, don't oh. put three years on her. Rounding it out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if I'm rounding it out, she's She saw 50. two chains proposed. Yeah, I seen that. Congratulations to two chains. On the red carpet. How would you feel about that if you was a woman getting proposed to on the red carpet like that? I think at, that's at, dope. At Met Gala. I think that's dope. I just feel like when you propose, you should be creating your own moment. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the Met Gala is well, not his moment. I've never seen anybody do that before, so he kind of created a moment within that. Have you ever seen anybody do that? Nah. The white people are probably not going to invite two chains back no more. Like, he's, <laughs> slow, he's slowing up our proceedings for his uh, proposals. But drop on the clues bomb for two chains and his, his woman. I think he performed, too. I think he performed at the Met Gala. Really? I've seen videos of him performing it. Okay. Uh, SZA looked incredible. Yes, she did. As well. 100%. Mm -hmm. uh, who else? Solange. I liked her outfit. Solange, yeah. I see Solange. Mm -hmm. Yes. I seen our Nikki was there. Oh, yeah. And saw Nikki and Cardi Nikki B and Cardi speaking B with B each talking. other. Mm -hmm. like to see that. That's like, great. like seeing that. Uh, All right, I'm over it now. Okay, who we got on the show today? Uh, Michael B. Jordan. He hey, was there. <laughs> drop one of the clues bombs for Michael B. Jordan. No need for us to lie and act like Michael B. Jordan really here this morning, right? We can say he was here yesterday, right? Because we talked about him attending the Met Gala. 
Yes, you did. Yes, we did. <laughs> so okay. don't need to lie and act like he's uh, here in real time this morning. But he did stop by yesterday before he went to the Met Gala. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Well, he'll be joining mm-hmm. us this morning mm-hmm. when yeah. he comes up here <laughs> when after he comes the Met Gala. Either, yeah. either way, ladies, you still get the visual. It'll be on Revolt TV. There you go. Okay. There you go. That, I literally, when I posted the video of him uh, being here this morning, people was like, oh, that's one I got to watch. Oh, all of a sudden, now y'all want to watch. Well, you know why. why? They love him. Why do they love him, maybe? I don't know. Why do they love him? So, uh, I, mean, I mean, I don't know. It looks kind of like me. I don't know. I don't think that you no, should. I've been, I've been getting a lot of comparisons I don't, I don't think you should reduce men to their looks. You know what I'm saying? As a sex symbol myself, I can <laughs> tell you that. I can tell you that it's not a good feeling to be objectified all of the time. I, I, for, I, for I feel, you well, a lot of I people get, are going to be watching this morning. I get mistaken for him all the time. They'll be like, Michael! I'll be like, nah, it's everything. Yeah, like, Michael, oh, Michael so Jackson, sorry. after he went through a transition, that's what they mistake your ass for, your yeah. yellow ass. Transition? Stop it. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, yes, get, Michael did went through a transition, okay? <laughs> I don't know why we act like Michael didn't go from an African-American to a full-fledged white woman, but whatever. God bless him. I, I don't know what you're talking about. All I know is I get they, I get to the airport sometimes. They're like, Michael B., come on up. Uh, no, no. All right, anyway. Front page news, what are we talking about? Uh, we'll talk about George Zimmerman. He is back in the courtroom. We'll tell you what Why are you happened. not dead yet? Hopefully. Like, what's up, man? Y'all out here telling, the, you know, the Crips to go attack Kanye. Why George Zimmerman still walking around here in these streets? And we'll talk about graduates at the University of Florida. Find out why the school has to apologize to them. Okay. We'll get into all that when we come back. And like Charlemagne said, Michael B. Jordan will be joining us next hour. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. EJ, NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy. We are The Breakfast hey, Club. Hey, parents, stop trying to do this dance with your kids, man. That Black Boy JB You dance. tried it one time. You know you got weak knees, all right? That one good knee gonna go out on your ass. You never tried when, it before? you hopping on one leg. You tried no. Before. Absolutely not. All right. Well, let's get in some front page news. Cavaliers, Cleveland, they swept the Toronto Raptors. Uh, they beat them 128-93. What was Drake looking like? He wasn't at the game. That was, that was a home <laughs> Cleveland game. I'm sure he was upset. I ain't gonna lie, man. LeBron really be uh, nice for what to them Raptors, man. Mm-hmm. You said what? Nothing. Mm. Now, Philadelphia 76ers beat the Celtics 103-92. The Celtics lead the series 3-2-1. Tonight, the Rockets take on the Jazz, and the Pelicans take on Golden State Warriors. Now, let's talk about University of Florida. Yes, there was a number of African-American students at the University of Florida's graduation ceremony who were rushed off the stage. Now, apparently, some <laughs> of the students decide to... Uh, you didn't see this video? Mm-mm. They decided to do a little quick dance when they were going up to get their diplomas. Blockboy little... JB, probably. I'm sure. Hopping and on one leg. They're excited. And there was a faculty member that physically pushed them off the stage. Oh, that was a kid in play... Uh, kid, uh, what's it called? Kid While play they were dance. actually going to get their diplomas. Now, one person posted, this is absolutely disgusting. Oh. These students have paid more than $40,000 in tuition, and if they want to dance for four seconds, then it's their prerogative. The University of Florida tweeted, the university is proud of the achievements of every single one of our graduates and regrets that any celebration of the day may have been diminished by those monitoring a graduation ceremony. Why can't you dance? I mean, you should be able to dance. Don't they say do a little... I didn't... I didn't... I never walked across no stage, so don't they say do a little dance with your pomp and circumstance? I I did a dance. You you didn't do a dance? Well, I'm going to tell you, the day that I graduated, it was pouring raining, so we didn't even wear the outfits we wanted to wear. This is my little dance. This is what I did when I got my diploma. I was like... (laughs) It was raining no, so hard, we just got up out of there. Your old ass did the running man. That's not the running man. That was pull the rope. Your old ass did the snake. No, no. Now, the president the University of Florida said during one of the weekend's commencement ceremonies, we were inappropriately aggressive in rushing students across the stage. I personally apologize and am reaching out to the students involved. One of the students, Nafisa Atta, who was, she was rushed off the stage, said her dance was a symbolic gesture and a tribute to her sorority. She said he really aggressively pushed me and put his hands on me and really took away that moment of me celebrating my graduation. He do look like security. Why didn't he punch him in the face? 
Like that guy. Like why is that guy? Why, why did that guy in the glasses feel comfortable enough to be grabbing and kids and throwing them? People like don't that? even know who this is. They said he was just an usher, and they wanted to find out his name. I don't even know who it was. Yeah, he's just one of the people that was. I don't. It's not that like punk ass mall cop taking his job too serious, man. Yeah, ridiculous. Mm-mm-mm. What else are we talking about? Yeah. Uh, George Zimmerman. He's oh, back boy. in court now. Why he's is he not dead? Accused of repeatedly threatening and harassing and Dennis Warren between December 16th and 25th of last year. He called him 55 times, left 36 voicemails, and texted him 67 times, and sent 27 emails over a nine-day span. Warren's a private investigator who was hired by a production company that's working on a documentary about Trayvon Martin's life. Well, Warren, it sounds like your life was threatened. You should have stood your ground. It sounds like George Zimmerman was threatening you if he called you that many times. It sounds like he was harassing you. should have stood your ground on George Zimmerman. Why right. is he still alive? I don't know, but he's, Who knows? I hope they get him in jail or something, at least. What's going to happen to him when he's in jail? Not going to be nice. All right. Well, last front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night or a, a teacher's parent conference or a conference at a, a, your kid's school where... Sounds personal, bro. Yeah, they probably they did. I, we had a conference yesterday about kids learning how to drive. And they were kind of... I think they were talking down to the parents. They were telling the parents, well... When your kids drive your car, you should make sure they do this. And make, I was like, they're, they're my kids. I know what I'm doing. But anyway. Or maybe you dropped your cell phone and the screen smashed on it, and you still have to walk around with this broken cell phone. But that's your fault for not having a screensaver, a well, screen case. No, you know what? I was going running, and I was putting it in the little armband in the park, and it fell. They make the little glass, the, the little glass over it, so you ain't gonna worry Why about that. Why you mad? The teachers teaching your kids how to drive, though. No, no, they're not teaching. They had a, a conference for the parents, and they were telling the parents what the parents should be doing for their kids. And I'm like, I know how to raise my daughter. I know how to tell her how to drive. I know how to tell her how to merge. I know how to tell her how to watch for eighteen wheelers. I do this. Like, oh, don't okay, have a conference okay. for me. Yeah, F drivers that in your school. I didn't say that. F drivers. Do they, do they still have to watch that movie, Highway schools. of Death? I had to watch it yesterday with, with them. I, I didn't want to watch it yesterday. <laughs> but anyway, get it off your chest. Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? What's up, Envy? What's up, Trav? <laughs> hey, ye. Hey, Trav. What's up, Charlamagne? How are you? What up, sis? Nah, I'm just chilling, chilling. Listen, can I talk about people that be like going through people's phones and getting mad when they find stuff in people's phones? Uh-oh, what you find in some, or what somebody find in your phone? You find a picture of, of, of another man's butt in your boyfriend's phone? Oh, 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 oh goodness, here goes Charlamagne. I don't have a boyfriend. But no, He's not even that. my phone. I had to cuss my cousin's boyfriend out. Uh-oh. Because she, 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 like, she went to Vegas on Friday, right? And before she left, her dude, who's not even really her dude because they want a break right now, like, went through her phone and was, like, reading me and her messages. And he called himself trying to let me have it. Because Why? What, what like, were you what, saying? Oh, you had to let him know that you was gay real quick when he called? Like, look, I don't but even want her, no poom poom. It's his cousin. Oh. No, it's my cousin. It was like, all I said, I was like, yo, cuzzo. She was like, what's up, cuz? I was like, have a safe trip. She was like, okay. And I was like, girl, try at least two new for me. Woo! But not more than two or you'll be at home. See what I'm saying? What? Like, yeah, okay. I, I would have jumped on your ass, too. Trav. Not literally. But you know I would have jumped on you, Trav. I definitely would have jumped on your ass, That's disrespectful, Trav. Yes. But I was playing with her. And, and, and she replied. She was, she was like, I might try three. Laugh out loud. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, oh my yeah, God. yeah. I'm getting, this, I'm getting the same chopper Donald Glover had in the This Is America video, and I'm letting both of y'all have it. You were bad influence. Well, now, in his defense, he was just joking, and no one was supposed to see those text messages. It's a no. joke. Exactly. Like, this, this, is, this is my cousin, so he's he going to call me. Woo. Right, don't be encouraging my woman to cheat. I don't, I don't, don't be encouraging my woman to cheat, Trav. I mean, so he called me, told me, so don't be telling my girl to have sex with anybody else. He's right. 
if you like try to go in, it was like because I, I don't want to have any issues, and so I like I, I, I really interrupted him and told him don't be calling my phone. Trav, you were wrong. You were definitely wrong. You were Trav. wrong, Trav. Just admit it, okay? I guess. Call him back Whatever, and apologize. Bye. And remember, Trav, when you go to Vegas, what happens in Vegas stays in your what? Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> what? I never heard of that one. Hello, who's this? Hey, it's Damari. Hey, Mama, get it off your chest. I'm just calling to say I'm blessed. I have a wonderful job that I started six months ago at Harvard University. I'm from Boston. Hey, salute to Harvard. My daughter wants to go to Harvard. That's dope. It's a it's a great school. And then I'm also blessed because I just closed on my house last Monday and I'm moving in this week. Oh, congratulations, well, congratulations to you. Mama. What a great feeling. Somebody need to trap you. It is. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Somebody and need I to trap shout you. Out my daughter. I want to shout out my daughter, Rita. Oh, somebody got you already. How old is Rita? Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's five. Oh, congratulations to the man who trapped you, boo. Oh, yeah. We've been together for nine years. Hey. Well, right. congratulations on closing on your home. That is one of the most exciting things you could have happen. Absolutely. It is. It's amazing. And have a blessed day. I listen to you guys every morning. You guys are amazing. You too, Mama. boo. And it's Charlamagne. You're wild. <laughs> I heard that before. You're crazy. I've My heard that this. Hello, who's this? I'm trying to change the stigma of crazy. This is G from the Break City. Oh, God. Oh, boy. What do you want, G? What's up, yeah, G? I've I got to get it off my chest. You know, I want to ask Charlemagne, why do you think your supporters need another book from you talking about your anxiety and your therapy? You're just really taking advantage of us now, aren't you? Well, well congratulations I, 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 on that, Charlemagne. Well, yeah, I did, I did release, uh, I did announce my second book will be released this fall. It's called Shook One, Anxiety Playing Tricks on Me. But you're right. I don't know if they need it. But I wrote it, so if you want it, it'll hey, be available. Hey, oh, and another thing, Charlamagne, you know something, man. You can't ask me if I know something, man, because I don't know anything. I, I'm just sitting I here. I don't understand why you have anxiety. I mean, you know, it's not like everything happens for you overnight. You work hard for everything you got. The only reason I can understand you having anxiety is if you sold your soul or you gave your butt up to get to where you're at. <laughs> he might have gave his butt up. <laughs> that hasn't been confirmed or denied, but he might have gave his butt up. Let me bro. tell you something though. Somebody with my type of anxiety would be scared to I give this butt up. All right. I will not be surprised if he did. All right, bro. If I had gave my butt up, I'd be at the Met Gala last night. You would have right? been there last I'd night? I'd have been at the Met Gala. Oh, you'd have right. been a bad bitch. <laughs> Get it off your chest. 800 585 1051. If you're upset, you need to vent. Hit us now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Yo, Abby, what's good? This is Mike from Brooklyn. What's poppin', bro? Get it off your chest. I understand that some people that be having their bad days or whatever in terms right. of how they smell, right? <laughs> <laughs> I love how this is going. I love how this is starting. Deodorant on or whatever, or um, you forget. But my coworker would be every single day. She be smelling like zoo dirt every day. And what I don't understand zoo how to like, dirt? I never heard of that like, zoo dirt. I don't understand how I'm supposed to like tell her like, yo, you stink. Or, you got to like, get, wo- you 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 get a woman. You got to get a woman to tell another woman that she stink. Unless you sleeping with said woman. I, nah, I, I, I'm not sleeping with that woman. She, nah, uh, yeah, yeah. If you're not sleeping with her, then you got to get somebody else to maybe do Maybe get her a nice little gift basket of some soaps and lotions that smell good. I don't even think she get it because it's everybody in my job, you know, saying that, yo, she stinks. She smells like Beetlejuice or whatever. It, it's just a nasty, it's just a nasty smell. I wonder I what that could be from. Well, make her a ghetto gift basket. And in that gift basket, have deodorant, uh, yeah. soap. You Please. know what I'm saying? Uh, Limosol. Maybe you know it's her. I mean? di- maybe it's her diet. Every time that she be having a nerve, be like, oh, you know, it's stinking here. Like, 
Uh, duh, is you know you. <laughs> oh, see, now, now, like, see, I'm gonna tell you something. Yo, now, she, I, I don't know. Now, I mean, now, 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 if she was around I me saying that, I have to let her know. No, no, no. Now, if you with her and she blurts out, it stink and it's her. It stinks in here. Yeah, because it's you. That's when you gotta let her have it. Don't now, be that, mean. Don't be mean. You got to let. No, no, no. Mean. You got yeah, to let her have it right then and there. Now, I, I'm not gonna lie. This happened to uh, somebody that well, one of my right. ex coworkers used to smell really bad, and we actually had to take him to the side. And I was. Charlamagne, you stink, son. You said ex-coworker. And I, I actually had to tell him and say, you know, there's a little bit of an odor, and I don't know what it is, but I think it was his clothes because he used to wear this coat, and the coat he would never wash it, mm. and that smelled really bad. And he just, I don't know, he just didn't shower every day. I don't know what it was, but we told him. Jeez. Hello, who's this? Dave, this is Dave. What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. I go to a different college than my girlfriend. I just want to tell her I love her so much. We stuck this out. And she graduated with a 4.0, and she's doing great things. And okay. I just wanted to keep doing what she's doing. Well, soon that as is she, so sweet. As uh, soon as she wakes up and leaves that other guy's dorm, um, I'm sure that somebody will tell her you gave her a shot. She does all radio. girls doing so strong. I give her a shot What do so you mean? You, I listen to y'all every day for the last two years. You What's think, her name? Your laundry sucks. You, you, so you think because she go to an all-girls school, she's safe? She yeah, definitely well, not safe. next to UNT, and I know they party wild, but... You, you know, think Lena Wayford can steal your girl? That's what you're telling me? Huh? What's, what's your girlfriend's name? Guy. Shout her out and, and tell her congratulations. Her name is Alondra Suggs. Follow her on Twitter at love underscore Alondra. That is so sweet. She's in that all-girls school, and there's some girl in there doing what DJ Khaled won't do to his wife right oh, now. Right. Okay? <laughs> which, is, which is eat that poom poom. All right, bro. All right. Good luck, Good man. Good night, y'all. Good night. night. All right, good night. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, you can hit us right now. Yee, we got rumors on the way? Yes, Bryson Tiller, he has admitted that he's having some issues, and we'll tell you what those issues are. All right, we'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk, Bryson Tiller. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela, Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Well, Bryson Tiller has just revealed that he was battling depression. Now, he had put on Twitter almost halfway through the year, how you doing on the goals you set for yourself in January? Somebody responded, man, nobody want to hear that. It's halfway through the year and you haven't dropped anything broad. Like I said before, you show no loyalty to your fans. Well, he responded, wrong. I love them. Just trying my hardest not to disappoint like I did before. And somebody else said, well, at least you know it. And then he went on to give his own explanation. He said, one, I was depressed before I made that album, and you can hear it in the music as far as his second album, True to Self. Then That's he said, no two, excuse, though. Mary J. Blige was depressed when she made my life, and that was amazing. He said, two, statistically, we didn't do that great because of it. And three, depression ended in 2017, and I've been working hard ever since. Stay tuned. Shouldn't you put your depression in your music, though? Well, I guess it works different for some people. Maybe yeah, he I just guess, didn't feel like going yeah, out and promoting exactly. and working like that. So. Well, he uh, never did uh, that anyway, though. He never really went out and promoted. Or if you're really depressed and they're forcing you to record, then you're probably not making your best work. Right. So it can happen. Some people maybe do a great job. Some right. people, it doesn't work that way. I still don't know what Bryson Tiller looks like, and I've met him before. Yeah. All I see is a brother with a hat on. That's all I can think of. Well, this music is not too hype anyway, so imagine him being depressed and putting that music out. Amazing. All right, Nicki Minaj has (laughs) announced her new album while she was on the red carpet at the Met Gala. Here's what she said. I just let the world know that my album is coming on June 15th, and it's called Queen. 
All right. She also put out two videos, Barbie Tings and Chun-Li, on Friday, like we told you, and those are going to be on the upcoming album as well. I'll definitely be checking for uh, Nikki's new album. We mm-hmm. saw her and Cardi B chit-chatting with each other at the Met Gala I last like night. I like seeing that. that I haven't great. seen none of uh, Nikki's new videos, though. You didn't want I watched them up here. They're they not America. That's why I didn't watch them. This is America, mm-hmm. you're saying? Okay. All right, 2 chains mean in the meantime on the red carpet has proposed to Nikisha Ward, who is his longtime partner. Now, I thought they were already married, but I guess they've been together for like over 10 years, mm-hmm. so maybe officially you kind of are. They have three kids together. And so he did propose. Now, I've been reading all these different reports about what happened. Some people are saying that he wanted to upgrade that engagement ring, so that's why he did that. And some people are saying they were married already, but he wanted to make it official because they've been together for so long. But they do have Heaven, Harmony, and Halo together, three children. So that's pretty exciting. That's great. When you make a lifelong commitment like marriage, you got to know that you are absolutely in it for the long haul with this person. So after 10 years and three kids, hey, you sure. He posted a picture of himself on Instagram saying she said yes. Yes, bruh. So congratulations. Yeah, congratulations to Two Chains. To that happy couple. That's... I, was, I was one kid in in about 14, 15 years when I finally proposed. All right. Well, that's yeah. great news. Uh, Janet Jackson is going to get the Icon Award at the Billboard Music Awards this year. That's going to be happening on May 20th, and it will be broadcasted live from the MGM Grand, Grand Garden Arena. So congratulations to Janet Jackson. She's Drop also on. going to perform. Drop on the clues bombs for Janet Jackson. Mm-hmm. She deserves that, right? Her she performance does. is going to be her first performance on television in nine years. So. Ooh, better make sure them joints loose. She was looking good. <laughs> she was on tour. Remember, she went on tour and everything. Yeah. I'm sure she hey, man, I'm, just making... I'm not going to lie. She looked really good from well, the video footage so. I saw of her on tour. So. She, oh, she, has she had a live performance in this social media era? It's a different experience. She's been on tour. People would have killed her. All right, you're going to a deep depression. You have a bad showing oh, nowadays. Stop it. Leave stop her alone. It. Okay. We love Janet Jackson, so congratulations to her. All right, I'm She Angela told me I was handsome once. Y'all may not believe me, she but lied. you know what I'm saying? She, she definitely lied. She takes lied. it back right now. She just tweeted. She I don't have a recorder. She definitely lied. You know what I'm saying? But I met her like in 2006, 2007. Oh, my goodness. And she told me I was handsome. Liar. Maybe she is right. That's when I have my old face. <laughs> you so, had your old face on? So I don't know if she was being nice or not, but. <laughs> She's probably being nice. It worked for me. All right. All right. Thank you, Janet. Okay. All right. Thank you, Yee, for those rumors. When we come back, Michael B. Jordan will be joining us, so we'll kick it with him when we come back. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. I'm telling you, sex, sex symbol extraordinaire. Is that okay. what it is? I think I, 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 I should have said that. What's up, Yee? Should have said, but shoot your shot, bro. Oh, shut up, man. Michael Jesus B. Jordan. Christ, my yeah. God. Sex symbol extraordinaire. Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all know good and well all the ladies and all the fellas like Michael B. Jordan. Okay? Ask him to take his shirt off now. Gag. Oh, man. Oh, man. Now, he jumped out the window. Real quick. Real nah, quick. I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't say all that. <laughs> you guys, okay. this is awkward. And <laughs> Jesus there's Christ. a movement going on now, and you guys can't just harass Michael B. <laughs> 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 you had to say that, not me. You had to say it. You had to say it. You had to say it. Well, uh, how are you, sir? I'm doing good, man. How has your life changed since uh, Black Panther? It's insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, uh, you know, kind of known before. I guess now it's just, it's uh, I can't go anywhere. Mall's off limits, you know what I'm saying? Postmates, you know what I'm saying? My Postmates bill went through the roof. I'm yeah, in yeah. the house. Uh, it, it's just... Uh, it's, it's incredible, especially with the kids, next generation, man, just seeing them kind of how excited they've been, you know, after they're seeing the movie and just kind of their reaction to me walking around has been has been pretty incredible. incredible. That buried me in the ocean with my ancestors that jumped from ships because they knew death was better than bondage. Who wrote that line? That was Ryan, man. Wow. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan Coogler, is, uh, he, he's incredible, man. We just wanted to, you know, really get the essence of what Killmonger was trying to, was trying to say and, you know, going in chains, trying to, you know, trying to, Trying to live, it wasn't really in, on his agenda. He was willing to die for what he believed in, and you know, going out like his ancestors did was 
is proving his point. I think I think he won. I think he got his point across in the end. Yes, you see, he did. You see T'Challa actually go back to Oakland, you know what I'm saying, buy the buildings, really, like, you know, open up the borders of Wakanda. So that was, you know, Killmonger's victory, I want to say. You said you had to keep a diary during the time that you did Black Panther. Yeah, for most of my characters in general, um, not for television, but for film, I like to write a diary from, like, the earliest memory of a character up until the first page of the script. It just kind of gives me, like, a backstory, a, a subtext to always know where my characters are at. So I always kind of, like, keep those. So I got to... Like a you know a crate full of like you know me notebooks of like all my characters that I played thus far and it's kind of you know memories. You gonna do me. anything with that? You think? One I don't day? know. Maybe like maybe when it's all said and done or like you know at the end of it you know something that people kind of look back on and just kind of get a a subtext to all the characters that I that's actually a good idea. I don't think something like that. Mm-hmm. Never really thought about it like that. But let's break it down. Let's go to the beginning. What made what made what introduced you to this character? Why did you want to play Killmonger? Ryan Coogler. Yeah, I mean, he just called me up and was like, yo, Mike, you want to do this movie? And I was <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. And, he was, and it was cool. So there's no audition was, or nothing. <laughs> nah, it was like, we wasn't even, um, uh-huh. we just, as soon as he got the job, pretty much, he hit me up a little bit after that. And we was just like, yo, you want to play this, you know, Killmonger, you know what I'm saying, a villain? I think it'd be a good move for me. I was like, all right, cool. Was you, and, into, was you into comics? Was you into? Yeah, I was a big comic guy growing up. Marvel so. or DC? More Marvel. Okay. I mean, I always liked, like, Batman, you know what I'm saying? See, but, like, yeah. Batman might have been the best one. The best one, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? He was, like, for me, he was just the smartest. He was always, like, a, like ahead of everybody else. Mm-hmm. He had ways to kill everybody, just in case they started tripping. I always thought that was, like, super dope. But Marvel was always, like, top-notch. Yeah, but they were jumping out the window online saying Batman can beat Thanos. That ain't happening. No, never. No, no, no. He's not that smart. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't going to happen. Mm-mm. Nah. So I've always been a big comic book guy growing up. But so playing Killmonger was, like, a no-brainer for sure. And how it was my you, first time playing the villain. How did you prepare for the role? Like, did you have to bulk up? Was it a lot of training? Did you watch a lot yeah. of videos of black men getting shot by police? <laughs> nah. Um, <laughs> really get angry at white people? Nah, I mean, that didn't, I mean, that's not too hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, for me, it was more or less, uh, sorry, allergies. Look okay. Um, Nah, just allergies. Not just allergies. Nah, nah. It ain't that hard for me out there. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Um, nah, it's one of them things where, like, uh, it took me to a dark place, this character. Not even a dark place, but I just isolated. You know what I mean? Like, it was one of those things where, you know, Killmonger, what he was fighting for, wasn't too far from, you know, what the culture was feeling at the moment. You Absolutely. know what I'm saying? It, it was an opportunity for me to kind of express, I think, what our generation is feeling right now, you know, through my art. You know what I'm saying? And that was, that was like a, a real liberating, you know what I'm saying, feeling mm-hmm. for me. So, you know, I spent a lot of time away from my family. I didn't really talk to my mom and my dad, you know what I'm saying, or, like, my brothers and sisters and stuff like that. You know, I was, uh, you know, I worked out a lot. It was a sad place, man. I just kind of, like, stayed to myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the physical aspect was, that was the easy part. Mentally kind of going to that lonely place and willing to do whatever it takes to kind of free his people was the, not the, was the more challenging part, you know what I'm saying? But it was a lot of fun, too. What about white women? Did you cut off white women during Come that time? Come on, period? man. <laughs> Why was that go back there? I like women, period. All women. Everybody's on the table. Okay. Everybody's on the table. Everybody's on the table, man. Everybody. How, how, much, how much of Killmonger's philosophy do you agree with? Um, I mean, I feel like, first of all, it's a movie. You know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of things that Killmonger has to do to service the character. You know what I'm saying? To service the story. You know what I'm saying? To ta- challenge T'Challa. He's a tool. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? In that movie. But there's a lot of it that, you know what I mean? You grew up in an oppressed society. You know what I'm saying? Systemic society. You know, you're going to create Killmonger. Like, you you can create that. So I feel like there's, 
it's some that I agree with, there's some that I don't. He's an extreme version of what I think a lot of people feel today. And it was happy I was like glad to kind of be able to play that character and like bring that to the screen. And that's why them little double them little creed jabs he gave me just now. <laughs> <laughs> you should have fell out. You should have fell out. Did you anticipate the movie would have the impact that it was going to have when you were filming it? I mean, I thought we I thought we had something special, you know, if we all kind of did our jobs, you know what I'm saying, from behind the camera, in front of the camera. I never imagined that it was going to have the reach that it did. I did. I told really? Ryan last summer, I said, you know Black Panther's going to make over a billion dollars. And he was like, what? I said, I'm telling you, because you're going to have all the Marvel fans mm-hmm. yeah. and then every black person in America who ain't even up on comics going to go see it. It's going to do over a billion. No, and then we didn't really account for, I think, people going to see it three, four, or five times. You know I saw it three times. That's that's what's up. <laughs> and so, we appreciate and so many that. people buying out the theaters also exactly. and showing their support as well. Being able to, like, take kids that wouldn't necessarily have the opportunity mm-hmm. or the means to go see the film. So it was, it was, a, it was a big deal. And it's kind of like... It's kind of surreal, but the impact hasn't really hit me right now. It's still, like, because it's still living. It's still growing, you know? So I think the real impact for me personally won't happen until, like, you know, years later Mm -hmm. after the dust really settles. But you can see the shift because Denzel, Denzel's like, yo, Michael can have all my old hoes. (laughs) (laughs) It's his time now. That's what he said. Did he say that? No, he said it was next. next. That was a cool interview I did with him in the New York Times, man. Honestly, just to be able to have a conversation (laughs) with him, Mm -hmm. you know, and just spit those gems and being able to, like, you know, Hear him kind of like you know kick that wisdom mm-hmm. was 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 a uh, was a big deal for me. He said, "You next." It's a lot of pressure, bro. A little bit. <laughs> now for me, it's like I mean, I'm just gonna keep doing what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, creating a production company. You know, Outlaw Society was a big deal for me um, because I realized like the, the true power is behind the camera. You know what I'm saying? I, everybody wants to you know be in front of the camera, be a star, be famous. You know what I'm saying? All that good stuff, and that's cool and fun and all that good stuff. But you know, when you got to make the decisions, when you get a chance to employ people. Put key people of color, you know what I'm saying, women, you know what I'm saying, like in 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 those positions that are really going to make a difference. That's when you really start to see some real so, things. All right, we got more with Michael B. Jordan when we come back. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Michael B. Jordan's in the building. Yee. It's Fahrenheit 451. That is from your production company? Or? It's a, a, a co-production, co-production. You know, between, um, you know, HBO um, and um, uh, Ramin Barani's, uh, who's uh, one, our director, his production company as well. And it was my first, you know, real project that I got a chance to produce. So That's that was... Exciting. Nah, very much so. For, you know, to go from, like, Wallace on the Wire, you know, being casted in front of the camera to, you know... 15 years later, being able to, like, produce something, it was a, it was a milestone for me. I, I wondered what y'all was going to do after Black Panther, so... What you mean? Like, just in general, like, like mm. you know, what, what, what's the next role you take when you do something that monumental? Yeah, yeah. So, so why Fahrenheit <laughs> also, 451? <laughs> um, I think because it, it, it's so relevant to what's going on today, you know what I'm saying, with, like, media control, you know, anti-intellectualism, you know what I'm saying, the fact that, you know, uh, free thought free thinking, all the distractions that we have due to technology, you know what I'm saying, uh, propaganda, et cetera, et cetera. You know, what Ray Bradbury did, you know, over 60 years ago is still very much so relevant today. Mm-hmm. And we wrote that movie before the, you know, the presidential election. So it's like there's a lot of things that are in this film that that are very real today. Um, obviously, there's some changes due to, like, you know, technology and our digital, the digital era that, era that we live in. We incorporated a lot of, like, you know, Kind of futuristic sci-fi things but it's in the near future like things that we were like okay cool we could see if we go 10 more years down the road we could probably be in that situation right now so that's one of the reasons why i really wanted to step into that character and play that role you knew it was gonna be a tv movie or you didn't care 
Nah, I knew it was gonna be on HBO. Okay, okay. I mean, for me, honestly, it was it, it was um it was an opportunity to a tell that story, be able to produce something, get a credit. You know what I'm saying? Under my production company, get some real stake mm -hmm. with the credibility of HBO. You know what I'm saying? To be able to like you know have my logo go up right after HBO is like okay, cool. It instantly gives my my company a lot of a lot of cachet. And then, um, yeah, in the story I believed in, you know, working with Michael Shannon also, you know what I'm saying? He's like a credible actor, so it was it was a win-win for me all the way around. But what got what got you into acting? I know you, you you were raised in Newark. Yep. A lot of times, Newark is probably one of those places where it's, it's one of the well, hardest places shot. to get out. <laughs> yeah, you could get shot. shot. Somebody. I mean, we all from the call. city, you feel me? So yeah. yeah so how, how, what got you into acting? Um, I mean, it was uh, it was random. Uh, my mom has lupus or whatever. She was going to a, a doctor's appointment when I was like 11 years old. Mm -hmm. I was sitting in the waiting room. She came out. The receptionist was like, "Yo, do you want to? Um, you know, you should get your son into modeling." I started out modeling for like Toys R Us and Models. And how old were you? Like 11. Well, something like that. Oh, she was a pedophile. No, cut it out. <laughs> cut it out. No, she had, she had two sons that was in the business. She oh, probably okay. like, you know, my mom was probably like talking to her at, you know, some other appointments about, you know, you know we were poor but growing up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, make extra bucks. It was easy. Come to the city. Go to, like, go see, you know, quick booking, whatever, whatever. And um, and I guess over time, I, I started booking. So I guess over the next, like, year or so, my agent was just like, yo, do you want to, like, start going out for, like, you know, commercials and mm -hmm background and extra work and all that stuff and then it just slowly evolved into acting like i never really like took acting seriously until probably the wire mm. and being around like idris and, and uh, david simon and jd williams and andre royo and all these like you know all the phenomenal veteran actors on that show you're like yo mike you can actually do something with this mm. you can make a career out of this and that's when i kind of started taking it seriously so you've had a relationship with hbo for a while then. yeah in yeah, it's case. been it's been like 16 years. Mm -hmm. A lot more respect now, I'm sure. Without a doubt. I mean, it's yeah. growth. You know what I mean? I kind of like paid my dues as a kid and kind of grew into the man that I am today. And looking back at it, I was like, I guess I was a child actor, but it wasn't like I got too much too fast where I was like emotionally not able to handle what was going on. So you ain't going to see me on the, you know, running the street going crazy. You know what I'm saying? No drug habits. Yeah. All that <laughs> I got a good family, like my family, my friends, everybody kind of keeps me grounded. And if you ever around me and my friends, you're like, damn, you, you might need some new friends because they hate you. They keep it real with me. They talk shit. You know what I'm saying? They just they keep me humble. You still live with your parents? That's they true. live with me. Oh, they live with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was I funny. Mean, that I was mean, a very like, funny story. Yeah, but it's, like, positioned. but it's like, why wouldn't I? You know what I'm saying? If you get an opportunity, you make the money, you know what I'm saying? Make enough money to be able to take care of your family that took care of you your whole life. Why wouldn't you move them out? And you're never home. Damn right. LA, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And I'm never home. You feel like you got short shafted for Black Panther, speaking of money? What you I'm, mean? They, I was looking at the salaries. The, the salaries Did you? Didn't look too chunky. Wait, what did he make? So if you look at the Ooh. salary, what did he say he made? Like maybe two million. I don't know. I mean, I'm just. I mean, I'm, that's probably wrong. It's the internet. How, how you? How you getting? How you getting these numbers? Where you getting these numbers from? The internet. The, the, the internet. The internet. The internet. Such that's a what I'm saying. That's why 451 is so important. Everything you read on the internet ain't true. True. Right. True. You know true, what I'm saying? True. But nah, but it's one of them things. Where like I mean, you live with your mom. That's what I'm asking, man. <laughs> you know, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Yeah, yeah. Nah, it's one of them things. where, like, you know, at the end of the day, like Marvel's Marvel, and we gotta be do what's best for the project at that stage in the game. You know what I'm saying? We're you know, individually in our acting careers, we're all kind of like, you know, re reaching our quote, we're doing what we got to do. So. Got you. Climbing that ladder. And you have a Netflix movie, too? Or deals with Netflix? What's yeah, going on? Yeah, I got, um, I got a, a show that I um, that I sold to Netflix, uh, Raising Dion. Mm -hmm. It's about a, a single mom raising her eight-year-old with superpowers. It's told through the mom's perspective. Um, oh, a superhero kid? Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, wow. That's yeah, dope. yeah, yeah. Single black mom, you know, raising a kid and... Uh, you know, producing that as well. So I'm actually I'm, I'm being in as well. I'm starring in it for a couple episodes. That was the trade-off. You know, when you when you get to that certain point of a, 
you're making production deals. You right you now as an actor, you gotta kind of like negotiate a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. trade yourself off a little bit for a couple episodes to get that producer credit to get that show on the air. So that was one of those things. But Netflix is an incredible home to work with. Great collaborators. They believe in the creative. They give us a lot of control to go off and do our thing. So I teamed up with Macro, Charles King over there. He, he's amazing. And um, yeah, man, we got, we're getting ready to start shooting at this summer. So. Well, let's talk about these women, man. You know, Come on, about what's business. going on? No, why, you keep, well, why everybody want to know about what I'm doing with my you, life? You got to be disciplined, Michael, because they on you, all right? <laughs> I, they on you now. Now, now yes, recently, he, this girl from Temple got into your DMs and bought you a smoothie, and you pulled up on it. No, she, she didn't. didn't. Yeah, I, and you pulled up on it. Look at wow. I love how he, he bought you a smoothie, and you pulled up on it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, so easy. Look, look, listen, listen. If you read the internet, I declined the smoothie, okay? Oh, okay? She didn't buy me no smoothie. So this what happened. Nice listen. Gesture on but your she appreciates so it. I slid in his DMs and then yeah. this happened. So but you this, went to go see it. Listen, this no, no, this is what happened, right? <laughs> so this guy right here, boy. So uh we're shooting at Temple University and our, our base camp is behind the dorm rooms. I was coming out of here, makeup trailer, it was in the windows, went crazy, blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went out, talked to a couple of them through the window, just like, you know, showing them some love or whatever yeah, yeah. the case may be. Went off of the cook. I was like, cool, cook me something, whatever. Just being nice. They slid in my DMs. Da, 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 da. Where can I see the food? I answered a couple of them. Said, "Cool, just come down and meet me at my at the at the base camp." I tell the security to chill out. I went out there. She gave me a plate. Some other friends. I told her to bring her friends. We, we took some pictures. You ate it. That was it. I took a couple bites. You're not worried about period blood? Come period. on, come no, on. No, 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 Nah, I mean, nah, I took a couple bites, whatever, man. Really? It was cool. I mean, whatever, that's what I'm saying. I took a couple bites, it was cool. Hey, let's tell Paige, come in, man. I got shots I need to shoot for my people. Stop it, stop it. Paige, come in, Taylor. I took a couple bites. It was cool, though, man. But at the end of the day, like... Now, what's the craziest thing a girl has done to get your attention? Has any of them popped up at your crib, laid in your bed, in your hotel room? no. Listen, you see that girl? See the blonde right there? She said, "No, what? She's been talking about eating your ass for months. No, <laughs> oh literally my eating your ass. What? Oh my she god! Literally, I had her on video saying, I wish Michael B. Jordan's ass. She don't even want to come in here now." Out of control. You this out of control. I'm just telling you what you're saying. You make an eye contact and everything. I want you, all these girls to have the control. same energy that they have when Michael B. Jordan well, not Well, now, hold on. Rumor has it that he's in a relationship, so maybe I'm really, man. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm chilling, man. I, I keep, I keep my, I'm keep my personal life Goodness out of this crazy, energy, man. Yeah, I'm, keep, I'm keeping that. I'm chilling. <laughs> all right, we got more with Michael B. Jordan, actor. When we come back, keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are The Breakfast Club. We have Michael B. Jordan in the building. Now, what is the craziest thing a female fan has done for you? I mean, I don't know. This one fan in Philly, I guess, made a uh, cutout of me and, like, you know, it actually took me to prom. You know what I'm saying? Oh, which, so to get which, cut out to prom. Yeah, exactly. And that, that was a little extreme. You know what I'm saying? So I responded back to her. So she got, me, <laughs> she got my attention with she that one. Yeah, she got my attention with that one. So... I mean, I'm not a rapper. Like, these rappers be having, like, you know what I'm saying, these fans and stuff going crazy. Like, I think musician fans and, like, actor fans are different. You know what I mean? I think it's a different type of, like, you know, obsession a little bit. So I don't really get too many craze, craze, craze fans. So what's the equivalent think. of a woman throwing her panties on the stage if you were a singer in, in the acting world? Send a, a screenshot of her with, without panties on? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Now, listen, uh, Tiffany Haddish. Yeah, my family. Uh, I Tiffany's love crazy. Her. I love her too. She's and, crazy. But she told me something. I don't even know if I should be repeating this. Bro. Oh man! So don't. No, listen. She. <laughs> so don't. <laughs> she said she's not shaving her pubic hair until she has sex with you. Okay. Now you know it's gonna be hot this summer. Do you, do you, do you, you want to have her down there all bushy? Can you make that happen? I know you're gonna see her tonight at the Met Gala. So you gonna put that on me? 
Yes. What you mean? I ain't got nothing to do with me. Walk, let her walk around with a bush. Well, I ain't got nothing to do with me. I ain't never, this is the first time I'm hearing about it. Wow. How long ago was this? This was yesterday. I'm so she ain't got a day. No, she, <laughs> she got a day. She got a day. No, no, what you no, talking about? She's been growing it. Okay. That'd be a good look for you. She a real live African princess. Man, why don't you do stand up, bro? Man, stop, you don't think man. about it? What's up? No, I know, I know. Why don't you be able to do stand up? Black, Black men, men don't like cheat. You got a situation, man. Black men don't cheat. Oh, you, oh, you got a relationship. Well, yo, well, why y'all trying to bait me into answering this goddamn question? I'm chilling. I'm chilling. I'm chilling. What is this white woman's name that you involved What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Why you leave me alone? <laughs> or anything. Or anything. I'm just asking. I'm just asking. Man, I'm chilling, man. So no, so no real interest in Tiffany Haddish is what you're telling me. <laughs> you mean? Tiffany's dope. So you, oh, that's a good, okay. He's saying you're not going to bait him in this interview is basically All I'm saying. telling you is when you see her tonight at the Met Gala, she got a full bush down there. So what should I say? And it's on you. It's on me. To get it removed. Okay. You her friend, right? You yes. know each other a long time. Why can't you can't you can't convince her to take care of that? She wanted you. She said she's not. Anyway, the bush is back in style. According to Amber Rose, this is awkward. And this then she you got to think about all the money she gonna make in the future, man. That's a good. Y'all can build your own he little economy too. That's what I'm saying. Them together. You don't think so? Leave me alone. Leave me alone. So, Michael, you've been doing all these roles where you have to be very fit and in shape. You think you can do something where you actually had to? Uh, gain say sixty pounds out of shape. I can't wait. You would do that. Oh man, I can't wait. Just like <laughs> sit. I gotta do it soon because like the older you get, the harder it is to get back into shape. So mm -hmm. I really can't wait to like play a role where I gotta put on a lot of weight. I can just eat, not, not do nothing, work not work out. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be awesome. Right now we're in the middle of shooting Creed two, and it's mm -hmm. like my body's like, oof, I am tired. Right. I am tired. Was, I am tired. Was there any part of you that didn't want to come back and do Creed two because Ryan wasn't doing it? In the beginning, I was I was a little hesitant. Honestly, it, um, you know, it was something that we started, we created, you know. But he came on board, and he's, you know, he's producing it as well. So he still has his fingerprints on. He's still involved. But in the beginning, you know, uh, yeah, it was a little hesitation there. But Stephen Caples, when we finally got him, we locked down to a director. He's from Cleveland. Um, you know, went to USC. Um, you know, uh, he did this film called The Land. You know, did a lot, of, made a lot of noise in Sundance. He's an incredible filmmaker. And uh, we're really lucky to have him because we're he's putting his fingerprints on it too, so we, we're good, we're in good shape. I don't like the premise though. Why I, you, you don't even know the premise. Stop yeah, reading the, the internet. The, the whole, Stop reading the, the internet. The Russian is so predictable. Like, first of all, the second one, the sequel is really tough. Okay. Two to anything is really hard to make. You know what I'm saying? And to really like bring the nostalgic back and tie in. You know what I'm saying with Rocky and and and, and still give Creed his own legacy and like branch off down and you know give Creed his mm -hmm. own his own lane. There's a there's a there's a natural tie in, there's nat natural balance there between making the second one a little bit bigger than the first one. You know what I'm saying? Ha we didn't have a, a true bad guy. There wasn't a real antagonist yeah, in yeah. the first film. Um, it was really about the origin story of Adonis. So this one, we're going to try to you know make things a little bit more spicy. Well, Envy cried during though. this one because the first one we were oh, on a flight boy. together. And mm. I look over at Envy, and he's crying. I was tearing. I didn't see that. And for the tear. record, your shirt was off when he was crying. <laughs> so I don't know what exactly. I, like, I don't know if it was tears of joy like, or what what sad about <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not too sure. It was a little awkward. He <laughs> wasn't even there. I heard about it. He wasn't even there. I don't even know what made me cry. It was a little tear came down. <laughs> he was like, why are you crying? His eyes were all red. You know you like, you're naturally more emotional when you're uh, playing in there? You're more you're you're more likely to cry watching the film. That. And, and Where'd you learn that? You yeah, I'll take that. I'm just saying. No, I read it on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're supposed to believe that. You're telling us not to believe everything. Speaking of the internet, this is America. I saw you tweeting that you I mean you posted on Instagram how much you enjoyed that video. Yeah, man. It is incredible. I think it's like right on time, honestly. Um you know, I feel like Donald, you know, we were we were actually kicking it last night. We were um 
we were hanging out last night. He's in town for the Met and stuff like that. We, we were, you know, singing his praises and stuff all night. Man, we had a good time. But um, I feel like Donald is the distraction. You know what I'm saying? Child, Childish Gambino. Sorry, Ch- Childish Gambino is a distraction to what's really going on. You know what I'm saying? In, in the world right now. Just as much as we're distracted by everything else that's going on mm-hmm. and not really pay attention to the world around us. So I, I, I encourage people to watch the video, but don't look at it. At Charlie, yeah, try not to. Yeah, because you see the, the pale horse in the background, exactly with right. the cop, cop car following. Yep. Like, you, you see s- the kids on their cell phones, recording right, everything. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? You see, you see, uh, you know, Donald. You know what I'm saying? Shoot my man. You know what I'm saying? Trayvon Martin. You know what I'm saying? Popping him you know, in the head or whatever. But then also seeing him, Trayvon Martin. Isn't it Trayvon Martin? Is a, his father? No, it's not. It's not. It's not. Okay, okay. It's another artist. It's um, another. Yeah, it's a. It's an artist. All right, misspoke. Yeah. Take that back. Because yeah. a lot of people thought that. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's not his it dad. wasn't. Okay, cool. I saw the resemblance, and okay, all good. But anyway, but you see the way he t- uh, gun care. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Where you put the gun. You know what I'm saying? Nightly away, but the body is dragged away. Take like the gun in the people. Exactly. Yeah. So there's a lot of little things in there that I, I feel like is um, super important. And he's a genius. Hero is, is an amazing tool. The director um, does a lot of Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And uh, all of his uh, childish uh, music videos. So yeah, man, it's a uh, it was a good video. I loved it. I just wish that uh, in that one scene where he shot the choir, I wish it was a white person that. Actually, shooting the choir instead of, instead instead of, of Donald. It yeah, could have yeah, been yeah, Teddy yeah. Perkins. Because I don't, I, f- I, yeah. feel, I feel like people, I don't like the optics of black people killing black people. I see like what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it might have been a little bit more like clear yeah. of what he's trying to say. Yeah, because I mean, if you white and you watching that, all you see is black, on black, black. people killing black people. Yeah, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? And it reinforces the negative stereotype you already have of us anyway. But other than that, I thought it was a, a, a genius video. Iconic video. Oh, that thing goes down legendary. But Michael B. Jordan got to get up out of there. He got some okay. TV to do. Okay. <laughs> All right, yeah, he's very busy, but we really appreciate you for stopping through. I appreciate this, I man, because I always tell people from Hollywood, especially the black actors, they forget about their black bases, you know what I'm saying? So it's good to see y'all still come, come through back to the always, and then rush man. off to the white people. Nah, nah, come no, on, man. Cut it out, cut it out, cut it out, cut it out man. I, ne- I, never, I never lose touch, man. Never lose touch, bro. All right. That's just me. I appreciate you guys. Bro. Absolutely. It's Michael B. Jordan. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk R. Kelly. This is the rumor report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. Nah, 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 nah. Well, R. Kelly is coming to Lifetime. That's right. There's going to be a documentary series about the women who have fallen under the spell of R. Kelly. Now the project. I thought you about to say they was doing a lifetime movie. I was like, who would play R. Kelly in a lifetime movie? Well, you know what? Somebody. I wonder if some. Well, no, it's a docu series. But the projects are part of Lifetime Stop Violence Against Women campaign. So it's a bunch of de- uh, programs that bring awareness to abusive behaviors. So Dream Hampton. Drop one includes bombs for Dream Hampton. Will be executive producing. Mm-hmm. to Dream Hampton. I saw her last week. And I know he can't be too excited about this, but it's going to be interviews with survivors and people from R. Kelly's inner circle who are coming forward with new allegations about his sexual, mental, and physical abuse. Who cares what R. Kelly's not going to be too pleased with, okay? Until R. Kelly comes and confesses whoa. to his sins. Whoa. Whoa, 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 He definitely did that. I saw the tape. He came, he peed, and he came. All right, all right, all right. In a matter of seconds. <laughs> okay. Child pornography. Jeez. Well, well, that was, it was, it was I other. was a child when I watched it. That oh, was my goodness. 20 years ago. All right, so, yeah, we definitely don't care what he's going to say, but he has been denying all of this and saying these women are adults and consenting. And they actually have just put out footage on TMZ of R. Kelly and Joycelyn Savage, uh, one of the girls that he is with, 
actually walking around the mall in Chicago, shopping, looking very much like a couple. Yeah, I'm watching now, Joyce Lynn's family says that she's part of his alleged sex cult, so she's been brainwashed, and that's how it's all that's amazing happening. how you can't run from the sins of your past, though. Like karma always catches up to you in mm-hmm. some way, shape, or Could form. Be Ten years later, that, that's what I'm saying. Twenty years later, forty that's years later, that's what I'm saying. So whatever. All right, Meek Mill is going to be doing a sit down with Angie Martinez, and that's for Angie Martinez's new One of One series that's going to be launching on Title. Dropping the clues bombs for Angie Martinez. So that's happening today at noon, and the entire show will be live streamed on Title. So it's a new series of interview specials that Angie's going to be hosting, and it's going to be in depth discussions. Beyond the hard work, talent, and occasional luck to identify the intangible and unique characteristics that have allowed individuals to achieve greatness in their respective fields. So Meek Mill is kicking it off. I really uh, enjoyed Meek Mill on what was that date line on Sunday mm-hmm. night. And the reason I enjoyed it is because I'm happy that all of this light is being shined on, uh, you know, uh, criminal, criminal justice, justice reform. Because mm-hmm. I thought about it, I was like, damn, I was on probation for 10 years, too. Yeah, they gave me 10 years probation, too. They didn't give me 10. They gave me, like, four, to, but I kept getting in trouble, so they would give me more. But I was just on for 10 years, and, you and I'm went like... to jail. No, they gave me... Oh, I definitely should have been violated 10. a few times. No, they gave me 10, and you had... Well, I was in Virginia, so they gave you a plea where if you take it to trial or you take 10 years probation, which one are you going to take? I'm taking the 10 years probation. I took the 10 years probation. Yeah. And I always just thought it was a money thing, because you got to pay your money every month, whatever, whatever. I just thought they was keeping me on, because it was easy money. And my mom and dad was so happy when that 10 years was up. They were worried for 10 years, worried about if anything happens, you go straight to jail. Anything somebody could call the cops on you, and yes. you didn't even do anything, and me- you end up going to yes. jail. You can't even be around somebody who uh, has felonies or somebody else who was on probation. Nope. Me and my father was in jail together. Me and my father lived in the same house. What the hell am I supposed to do? So I, I, so I just think, I thought about that while I was watching it, and I was like, and it really is designed for us to fail. And like Meek Mill said, he, he could have been in Starbucks, those two uh, black men that were in Starbucks minding their business, waiting for their meeting, right. and the cops were called on them, and he could have went to jail because that could have been a probation violation for him if that was him. What kind of coffee do you think Meek would have ordered? A little latte, maybe? All right, now, since we're talking about Rock Nation, let's talk about Jay-Z. Now, he is going to have to take the stand. He had previously ignored two subpoenas from the Securities and Exchange Commission, so now he's going to have to uh, give investigators some time. And look in, they're looking into his licensing firm, Iconics. They had licensed RockAware. And they're saying that basically the issue is whether or not Jay-Z knew about this scheme, which was that Iconics was basically fronting all this money to RockAware, even though they knew that they were in the red. So basically they had valued the brand... Um, at over $169 million, but it really was $34 million, and they were just getting money from investors. I hope there's some lawyers in there with a sense of humor. So as soon as Jay-Z takes the stand, one of them goes, now, Mr. Carter, about those 72 bricks you lost. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know if it's really taking the stand. I was being dramatic, but he is going to have to sit down and talk to the Securities and Exchange Commission. So they're going to find out today exactly how much time he's going to have to give investigators that are looking, looking into the licensing firm Iconics. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. Thank you, Miss Yee. Shalabang. Yes. Who are you giving that down to? Listen, I need the uh, the staff and faculty of the University of Florida to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with them. The one place in Florida that shouldn't be crazy, acting crazy. Oh, but boy. they can't help it. It's Florida. All right, we'll get into that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. This don't be a donkey, because right now you want some real donkey. It's time for Donkey of the Day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit me with the heat. Did she get donkey in the day? Please tell me. I have become donkey of the day. At the breakfast club, bitches. You're a donkey.
Yes, donkey of the day for Tuesday, May 8th, goes to the faculty and staff at the University of Florida, specifically President Kent Fuchs, because he sat right there and watched everything <laughs> I'm about to explain to you and didn't do anything about it, and he could have. Now, here's the thing. You know what your Uncle Charlotte always tells you? The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. And people from Florida usually agree with me on this, or they get upset about me saying that. But this story is different because my mentions on social media are filled with people telling me to give it to the University of Florida as a faculty, staff, record label, and mother effing crew because of what happened at the school's commencement ceremony. Now, I have never had the pleasure of walking across the stage at a graduation. I got kicked out of two high schools, uh, Berkeley High School in Monks Corner, South Carolina, and Stratford High School in Goose Creek, South Carolina, respectfully. Maybe that was Latchin, South Carolina. I don't remember. Well, I got arrested out of Scrapford High School, but I'm saying all that to say my highest level of education is high school, okay? And I received my diploma in night school, so I didn't get to walk across my or walk across any stage, okay? But I've been to several graduations from elementary schools to high schools to colleges, and one thing I know for sure, people celebrate when they walk across that stage, okay? The sole purpose of graduation is to do a little dance to the pomp and circumstance, but not in Florida. Okay, the only thing that historically makes sense in Florida is the beautiful weather and the crazy. And the crazy was on full display during this commencement ceremony because a faculty member whose social media is identifying as Alexander David Jacobs was there spoiling all the fun. Okay, see, when these kids were receiving their diplomas and wanted to do a quick celebratory dance, this man, who has not been officially identified as Alexander David Jacobs, but... They're saying it was Alexander David Jacobs was acting like he was a security for a rap artist, okay? You ever see those videos online when rappers be performing and then people rush the stage and the rapper security tackles them right. and rushes them off the stage? That's what this man who was identified by social media as Alexander David Jacobs was doing. Let's go to NBC News for the report, please. It's supposed to be a moment you never forget, but for these University of Florida students, graduation went from a celebration to an insult. Nafisa Atta and Oliver Toulousmas say they were among the students rushed off stage this weekend during a UF commencement ceremony. As several students walked up to get their diplomas, they started dancing. Though graduates of all races were rushed along, these students say minorities were more aggressively yanked off stage. The video has drawn outrage on social media. UF has not identified the faculty member, saying the incident is under review. These students say the president was on stage and did nothing. I hate when I watch a video a hundred times, but then I gotta hear things about situations being under review. How many times you gotta review something? Okay? Now, I don't know if this was racist, but it damn sure was rude. And my question is why? Okay, these kids have paid more than 40 grand in tuition. They gonna be in debt for a while, maybe forever. All right, gonna have a hard time finding a job when they get out. Probably been busting their ass for more than four years. And you can't let them dance for a few seconds after their name is called? I wish one of these kids would have punched that dude in the face. I'm dead ass serious, okay? This is one of the times where I wanted Florida to really be as crazy as I know Florida can be. There's absolutely no reason for you to be ruining these young adults' moment, okay? And the president, Ken Fuchs, just sat there and didn't, you know, tell this member of the faculty to stop being the fun police. Yo, he's yoking them off That's like what crazy. I'm saying. He's really <laughs> acting like they rushing the stage and it's an artist, a comedian performing. And, like, stop, all right? Now, the president released this lame-ass statement. Let's hear what he had to say. I also want you all to know, to know that we inappropriately physically rushed a number of students across the stage in one of our commencements. Really? And I want to personally apologize for us doing that on behalf of myself and also the University of Florida. I want you all, our students, to know that we've changed that practice, and we also want each one of you to know that we celebrate you, your graduation, and your accomplishments. Now, if the president just admitted 
to, to physically assaulting people and rushing them off stage. What the hell are they reviewing? Okay? <laughs> and F changing your practice, all right? Don't tell me you celebrating me and you wouldn't even let me celebrate, all right? There's only two ways to fix this. Okay, every student who was physically assaulted and thrown off that stage, every student who got treated the way Uncle Phil used to treat Jazzy Jeff on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, the students should come together and do a class action lawsuit against the University of Florida. Is that possible? You think? Uh, you think they could come together and sue as a group, as a crew? The president know. just admitted. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, well, if that doesn't work, then University of Florida should erase all their student loans. I'm serious. They aren't getting that moment back. Okay, that's the day so many of those kids have dreamed of for so long, mm -hmm. and you ruined it. So I, I hope they either file a class action lawsuit, if that's possible, against the University of Florida, or the University of Florida should erase all the kids' student loans. At the least, cut the student loans in half. Okay? It's only right. All right? And once again, I can't prove that this was racist, but it was definitely rude. All right? Please give the University of Florida President W. Kent Foots, the faculty and staff, and this man who has not yet been identified as Alexander David Jacobs, the biggest hee hall, please. A matter of fact, give him some... Uh, my bad. My bad. My bad. Give, give him some sweet sounds in the Hamiltons. Let my boy sing. You are the donkey mm -hmm. of the day. You are the donkey of the day. I was pronouncing the president's name all wrong. How you pronounce it? You know I can't pronounce nothing. So don't no, listen I mean, to me. I was, but... <laughs> How'd you pronounce it? F-U-C-H-S. How would you have pronounced it? Oh, I ain't messing with you. Well, okay. if y'all want to have a little petty party, <laughs> right, <laughs> you can go to uh, at president, F-U-C-A-H's, F-U-C-A-H's. Zero Fuchs given. There you go. <laughs> or put, put F-U-C-H-U. <laughs> you, can spell, you can go to his page. And go to that F university, yeah. F-U-C-H-U. Yeah, <laughs> go have a little petty party in his uh in his mentions right now. Pre at President Fuchs. I definitely was name. not saying that. P-R-E-S-I-D-E-N-T-F-U-C-H-S. Just put F-U, Fuchs. All right. There you go. Put F-U, Fuchs. That's the petty party we're going to have this morning. F-U, Fuchs. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. What, man? I hate when your little beige brain start to <laughs> Yeah, what's happening? I thought it's something, what? and I don't want to tell y'all. No. What? Because you're going to judge me. What right. waffle color Negro? I thought about a story, right? Oh, Lord. You know, okay. You know, you know what? I think you're hesitating too much, you khaki-colored. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's not a good idea. What, yeah, what you about, about to say? R. Kelly what? Of. You know he flew me out one time, right? All right. Who did? R. Kelly? Okay. All right. Oh, that's right. You said you now, signed a waiver to you. go in his house. My dog here today had nothing to do with R. Kelly, so this is on your mind? I just thought about it because he did the rumor report, right? So, R. Kelly peed on you. That's why you're so yellow. He did not pee on me. He R. Kelly, urine is the same <laughs> complexion as you. <laughs> what happened? He flew me out okay. wow. to Chicago, right? So you had a fly-out situation. He did fly me out. He put me up in a hotel, right? <laughs> why are you looking at me like that? And then he realized you were too old for him. Yo, no, this is the truth. It's true. He wanted me to DJ for him, right? <laughs> he flew me out to... What music you looking for? Don't stop looking for music. No, you trying to put on some sensual music. If you music. don't tell your story and stop stalling. He flew Should me. Should we say this for Rumor Report? Yeah, let's save it for Rumor Report. Up next is Shoot Your Shot. You don't tease me like that with no <laughs> goddamn good-ass story. Shoot Your Shot is next. 800 so you got flown out by R. Kelly. Charlamagne got flown out by Kanye. Kanye definitely didn't fly me out. Who's I next? I was already in L.A. 585 Shoot Your Shot is next. If you want to holler at somebody, you can shoot your shot. If you want to fly someone out. Uh, never mind. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Shoot your shots next. The Breakfast Club.
time to shoot your shot. Time to shoot your shot. With the Breakfast Club. You use your one chance. Don't mess it up. Mess it up. Mess it up. We have Tyson on the line. Tyson, good morning. Morning. How y'all doing? How's it going, man? Who you want to shoot your shot with? I shoot my shot with uh, my, my wife, Kendra. Uh, we've been your together wife? five years. Yeah, but we, we, we've been separated the last, like, ten months or so. Ah. And, uh, you know, it's just all kind of different things. Like what? I mean, you know, with the kids and everything, her feeling like I, I am, I'm not doing my part of coddling them or undermining them. And I have my own insecurities because she was making more than me. So as a man, I really didn't, you know, necessarily take well to that and all things related to that kind of stuff. And, you know, I've spent all this time really thinking about it. And she's the one that I want to be with. You know, I want to fight for her. I want to fight for our family. I want our kids to have a, you know, a, a whole house that they grew up in with a mom and dad. That's dope that y'all took 10 them. months off and you really reflected on the things that happened in your relationship that you could have improved on. Did you do it by choice or, or, did, it, I mean, or did she make you do it? I, you know, I mean, look, once you get separated, you know, I mean, it's not really much of a choice there. You kind of have to do the work or you don't, you know, and I, I really try to take that time to reflect on myself and I know I'm gonna be I'm honest with you, man. If y'all been separated five years, y'all divorced. No, ten months. Ten man. months. Oh, ten Where months. Where are you? Where the hell I get five They've years from? They've been married, married for five, five years and separated for ten months. Oh man. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm gonna tell you something. That other penis you've been getting for the past ten months, man, might be great. So I don't know if she want to come back to you. Yeah, ten months seems like a long time, man. Why not? Why did you think about this a month ago? Like seven months ago? I mean, it's not that I haven't been thinking about it. You know, it's just really uh, about putting myself out there and being vulnerable, you know. I mean, it's not an easy thing to say, you know, these are my faults and my mistakes and these are the things I need to own up to, but I'm willing to do it because... She might be gone, bro, I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> when a good girl's I'm, gone, I'm she's gone. Well, then, you know, I'm sure that... These are issues that it seems like you guys can potentially resolve. It's not like you guys yeah. don't love each other, right? Charlamagne might be right. You better hope that she not out there. Tyson, you guys, you guys still have been keeping in contact because you have kids together. Yeah, you know, I mean, we, we haven't been completely, you know, like ghosted each other. We just, you know, we've been separated. So Sound we, like business to yeah. me. Have you had sex with her in those past 10 months? I mean, I'm not trying to. The business and everything. I'm great. All right, he's a gentleman. Have y'all had sex with but each you, other in the past 10 do months? Do you feel like she still loves you? I feel like she does, yes. Yeah, as a friend, I, I as a baby daddy. Yeah, you know. There was still something there. Somebody told me one time, you never leave the house. Because once you once you out that house, you might be out forever. Once you leave that house, another penis comes in it. That's not true. Sometimes people okay. take breaks all the time and get back together. As long as you guys are willing to work on your relationship, y'all respect each other and you still love each other. But sometimes disagreements aren't about whether or not we love each other. It's about other things. Well, let's call separate. her and she tells you that she's pregnant. We're about to find out. Let's, well, let's call her. Let's call her. We're going to call her when we come back, all right? Tyson, all right. you there? He's nervous now. See, y'all made him nervous. kicked in yet? All right. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Gee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of shoot your shot. Now, Tyson's on the line. He's about to call his wife. Well, maybe wife, Kendra. Hello? Hey, Kendra. Hey, Tyson. What do you, what do you want? <laughs> uh, I'm calling because, look, I, I know things have been rough between us recently. You know, we've been separated. We've got our ups and downs, but I've done a lot of thinking in the time, and you're the only person that I want to be with. You know, you mean the world to me. I want us to have a family. I want our kids to have a mom and dad together. 
and I want us to start completely from scratch. You know, can can we can we do it all over again, husband and wife, the whole you know my holy matrimony? I want I want that with us. I want to do it again and do it right this time. I've actually been developing a friendship with someone you know. Who's your, who's your friend? I know all about Diamond and the fact that you proposed to her like a few weeks ago. Well, okay, you know, okay, hold on. Stop for a second. This is the Breakfast Club. Wow. Hey, Kendra. This is Angela Yee, Charlemagne, and Envy. <laughs> well, good morning, Kendra. How are you? Oh, my Tyson, God. Tyson, we're all breaking up with you. You didn't tell us this. Wait a minute now. So, Kendra, you messing with a woman now? No. I'm not messing with a woman. He isn't messing with a woman. Tyson, oh, you, okay. you proposed to someone else? I thought Kendra was out here eating all the poop from Khaled nut. That's hold on, hold on. Now, Kendra, I just want to be clear. We only intervened because Tyson told us that y'all took 10 months off and he really wanted to be with you. He loved you. He's been taking that time to think. He didn't tell us anything about diamonds. He said he was insecure. Tyson, he missed uh, you, all that. Tyson, anything you want to say? Does the cat have your tongue as well? Hmm? I mean, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what Diamond's been telling you. I mean, propose. That's huh. that's a real aggressive word. Ain't nobody like propose to Diamond. Are you happy to see Diamond? Diamond sounded like a stripper too, by the way. Uh-huh. That's what he says now, and I'm glad she said no to your broke ass. Uh-huh. Let me tell you something. Don't have none of these around my children. Well, uh, okay. Tyson, uh-huh. we don't want you in our lives. I'm, I'm, I, I, I can't believe it. Somebody Ken, put a metro Kendra, behind this guy Kendra, right I now. am so sorry for wasting your time this morning. He did Tyson not. is so bottom barrel. I mean, this is just ridiculous. I'm disgusted. I mean, I'm glad to hear from you guys, but no thank you. Wow. No. Yeah, no thank you. We're not into it, Tyson. Sorry. This is not an accurate representation of what's going to happen. All right. All right. That, that's all you got, Tyson? You go give Diamond that fake Diamond. We... <laughs> Bye. Yeah, that was sad. I'm I'm sorry uh, for ra- wasting your time. That's a waste of all our time. Yeah, all right. Well, let's shoot your shot. We got rumors on the way, ye? Yes, we are going to talk about Friday, find out how much the cast of Friday got paid for that original movie, and see why maybe Chris Tucker didn't come back right away. All right, we got all that and more coming up next is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's about time. What's going on? Yeah. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. So for everybody waiting for that next Friday, well, not next Friday, but another Friday movie, uh, what is happening with that? Well, John Witherspoon is down to do it, but he was on Vlad TV, and he talked about how much they made when they did the first one. Here's what he said. $2 million. We got paid $5,000 a piece to do that movie. The movie grow $300 million. And they're not going to come back and say, we made a, look, we made a lot of money. going to give you all a bonus. That ain't some bull. That don't happen in Hollywood. So what happened with Chris Tucker and his involvement in Friday? He making we with Jackie Chan with that rush hour, making twenty million. I wouldn't go back to Friday either. Who five thousand dollars? Yeah, because wow. at the time I think the budget for the whole movie was a hundred grand. No, it was two million. He said two million. Yeah, he said it cost two million to make. He uh, just said that. Yeah. DJ Poo told me once it cost a hundred thousand dollars. Two million dollars is a lot of money back then. It's a lot of to money to do a back movie then. that was only shot on. Two different locations. But like you said, the movie grossed $300 million, so that wow. was that. But you agreed to whatever salary you agreed to, so it is what it is. And plus, all of them were young and up and coming back then. Like who? John who was Witherspoon no, wasn't young and up and coming? I mean, he wasn't young, but he wasn't like bang, 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 John Witherspoon that we well, know Well, you know now. what he mm-hmm. said for right. next Friday, uh, his, his pay went to $400,000. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And it had to be like his first movie. Friday. That had to be like a lot of their first movies. Now, in addition to the fact that Chris Tucker went ahead and did the Rush Hour movie after that, uh, he said that um, Chris Tucker also had distanced himself from the smoky character for other reasons, as we know, because he got religious 
and the church council did not want to glorify kids smoking weed. The preachers got to him and said, so you can't be in a movie where they're smoking weed and stuff. But Chris he said, now about, weed is legal. Yeah, Chris got to stop using that excuse because weed is legal now. He could be in the mm-hmm. movie using, he can like be using the movie for medicinal purposes. You know what I'm saying? He could have right. changed his life, gave it to God, but still be using the weed for medicinal purposes. It's all kind of ways to write that role. All right, now, Rita Ora, she says that she was discriminated against on Rock Nation because she is a woman. Now, if you guys remember everything that happened, she had filed a lawsuit back in 2015 saying that they neglected her. She said when she got signed, the senior executives were very involved with her as an artist, but now there were just fewer resources available and the company had a revolving door of executives. Well, Rock Nation did countersue Rita Ora for $2.4 million. They did settle amicably back in 2016, but now she's saying that things might have favored better for her under the label had she been a man. She said to the Sunday Times, I want to find the right word here and maybe this is my interpretation, but I do feel I got discriminated against because I was a woman. I almost felt, and maybe this is just my interpretation, I could have had a better chance if I'd been male. I mean, I can't think of too many other women that were signed to Rock Nation. I know Bridget Kelly was signed to Rock Nation. She still is, I think. Uh, No, she's not no more. Rihanna. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, who is she comparing this to? Uh, Maybe she's saying because she wasn't a man. Maybe she was too much like Rihanna. (laughs) Did anybody ever think about but that? I, I remember Jay Z himself personally walked up. Yeah, he bought it a Z100 yeah. and had him drinking tequila with Tom Pullman. Well, and I don't was know the ins and outs of what happened with her particular situation, mm. but that's just how she feels. Mm. So it is. Tierra Marie feels the same way. Tierra Marie feels like she. There was no Rock out. Nation when Tierra Marie was signed. <laughs> it was a Rockefeller. <laughs> why, Rockefeller. why do you think Tierra Marie took? Uh, if Rihanna took off, but Tierra Marie didn't. Well, Tierra Marie took responsibility for herself, oh, okay. saying that she was very young and she just wasn't doing what she was she supposed work. to do. Yeah. Maybe Rita needs, or needs to do the same thing, because Rita Ora did not have the records that Rihanna had, and I like Rita, but come on, stop. I don't even know what records she had. Exactly. But maybe they were no, good. I don't know. No. I can't think of too many artists Jay-Z remember. walks to the radio station <laughs> and sits down with and has tequila. Nope. He ain't never did that with J. Cole. Nope. <laughs> and J. Cole on Rock Nation. Have you ever seen Jay Z? Yeah, but Have you ever seen Jay-Z she's Jay-Z? not talking about men. She's talking about women. So I can't what do you listen. Mean? I'm not going to tell Rita Ora. I don't know what her experience was. I don't know. I'm just saying, have you ever seen Jay Z walk to a radio station and sit down with J. Cole and do an interview? Or Wale or any of those other guys that were signed to Rock Nation? No. I, I don't he did recall. that with Rita Ora. But that's why Wale left too, because Jay Z didn't take it. <laughs> Wale left because he, he was tired of being the darkest person well. on Rock Nation. All right. <laughs> All right, now let's talk about some first week numbers. Now, the first week number projections are in for a Ray Shermer's triple album. Uh, if you guys have you guys heard? No, so I've heard some of it. Between fifty five and sixty thousand is what they are predicting okay. that album is going to do. Now I don't know if that includes the fact that it's a triple album mm-hmm. and that gets tripled. I don't know how that works. How much did they do? Between, between they said expected to do between fifty five and sixty thousand. Mm. All right, but let's talk about Post Malone. He got his first number one on the Billboard two hundred albums chart, and he had the biggest streaming week ever for an album. Mayonnaise music, and that's for Beer Bongs and Bentley four hundred and sixty one thousand equivalent album units for Post wow. Malone, and um, he has eighteen songs on the Hot one hundred. So all eighteen tracks are on that Hot one hundred. And that means that he is only the third act to ever do that. So congratulations to Post Malone. People insult me when they ask me if I've heard Post Malone album yet. Y'all know good on damn well I'm not listening to no damn Post Malone. All right, you can't but help but hear his songs up here. Now, Drake has the record for the most simultaneous entries. He has 24. So like we said, Post Malone and The Weeknd both have 18 tracks simultaneously. Well, congratulations to Drake okay. and The Weeknd. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. All right, and let me just tell you guys. Tell us. I was telling you earlier. Uh, oh, this is the R- rumor report. Hold on, this is an exclusive. Yeah, so R. Kelly reached out to me and wanted me to be his tour DJ. Wow. 
Wow. Wait, this, was this before the tape or after? I think this was before. This was before the tape. He uh, flew Damn, me. Out, he flew me out to Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> he flew me out to Chicago. I was a young buck back then. He flew me out to Chicago. Not, put, as, not as young as one of R. Kelly's bucks. Put me up in in a hotel. Oh man! And then he just never called me. He just just wow. left me in a hotel by myself. <clears throat> Let me no get this straight. Mm-hmm. R. Kelly flew you out to Chicago. Flew me to Chicago. You're a waffle-colored Negro. I am a waffle-colored Negro. You're the same color as the urine that comes out of R. Kelly's penis. I don't know what color... Well, yeah, guess what, Emmy? This this all might have been for the best for you. He flew you to Chicago. He did. And when you got there, he stopped answering the phone. He did. He just had you sitting in the hotel room. Sure did. Man, you got sons, bro. I you didn't have to tell nobody that stuff. I don't know, but I don't, I don't care now. Damn. But actually, actually, Jesus that rejection Christ. was your protection. Damn, yeah. <laughs> that rejection, that rejection <laughs> was possibly your protection from an R. Kelly erection. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> My okay. goodness. All right. Revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. People's Choice Mixes up next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.